Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all new episode of Much to Do About Nothing. I am your host, Jawan, and today we have a pretty fun episode. There is a lot to talk about. So me and Joelle are going to make sure we don't go over <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot amount of time going over all this stuff. So without further ado, I introduce my co-host, Joelle. What's going on, Joelle? What's up, Juwan? Yeah, we do have a lot to talk about, so uh, we'll try. I'm trying to. And look, I don't like talking over like over two hours, but <laughs> you know, shit happens. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy that you say that. The last podcast we did together, right? It felt super long. It was only a minute, uh, a minute, an hour and fifty nine minutes. Oh well, just under. <laughs> yeah. No, but still, it wasn't more than two hours, and it right, felt right. like it was more than two hours. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was editing it, and I'm like how did we do that <laughs> like i just remember i was talking a lot and i remember i remember afterwards i was like joel's gonna curse me out like he's gonna text me and be like never again and i looked at him and i was like it wasn't as long as i thought it was like i'm really proud of myself um but i am on a high right now my moth gideon and mando figures just came in the mail uh the armorer and uh Cara dune are in the mail uh, or are heading my way this week also. So I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty Ooh, good. That's good. That's great. Good, man. Um, but all right, let's get right into this, man. Let's start with our Knicks. Um, you know, before yeah. we get into the Super Bowl and all that. I just read um if you wanted to take a quick look while while I um while I'm introing the topic, but I just read Ian uh Begley's pro and cons for the Derrick Rose trade. Okay. Um, it was pre- it's a very quick read, but it was a really interesting read um, because I think it's pro and cons are everything me and you have probably said since we heard that the Knicks wanted Derrick Rose, um, which is, you know, pros being he gives us scoring, which mm-hmm. we definitely need. Um, and, and it's crazy because I saw someone on Twitter. They were like, the Knicks need more scoring. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. And we specifically need it in the moment where we can't score. <laughs> like, like I, I think people forget the difference between having a superstar and then just having a good team is a good team could go flat immediately. Star players usually don't have that problem. Um, like to have a go-to guy, like the Lakers can rely on LeBron more times than not. The Clippers can rely on uh, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard more times than not. Hell, Washington's depending on Bradley Beal more times than not. So I'm like, a superstar literally changes uh, fortunes scoring-wise. So I'm like, yeah, as much scoring as we can get would be great. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's definitely a pro. Uh, his other pro was his famili- uh, familiarity with Tibbs. Um Yes. And the biggest thing about getting Derrick Rose that I think a lot of Knicks fans forget, he was not bad for the Knicks the last time he was here. Again, no. I remind people to start the season all the way up until that Christmas game, the Knicks were pretty good. Now, I'm not saying they were a championship team, but they were pretty good. Um, and then that fateful Christmas game against the Celtics is when Phil was trying to force – Hornacek to run the the triangle with um, Rose, Mello, and Perzingas, and it just flatlined the team. But I refuse to have people act as if Rose came here that first time and was just trash. 
Like he couldn't, you know, he wasn't scoring. He was making us worse because that's completely false. But um, I, I'm curious, how did you feel about his first tenure with the uh, with the Knicks? Uh, well, it came and went. That's how it felt. Um, it started off good, like you said, and then it just teetered into madness. And it's like, and then we didn't see him again. <laughs> it was like, right. It, it literally dipped out at some point in the year. It disappeared. Uh, so it was just a weird, <laughs> it's a weird tenure here. Um, uh, not that I didn't like him, like I did. I just, it just, it didn't work. Because I, I guess we were looking at him to be this, a superstar at the time, you know? Right. Kind of just coming from Chicago and, and it just, he just wasn't that mentally. Um, uh, he was definitely like a lost cause there for a couple of years, you know, right after that. So it was in New York and Cleveland and it was like a lost puppy until he got into Minnesota with Tibbs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he resurrected himself. To be fair, though, he was averaging around what he's averaging now. Um, which I thought, like, to me, it was just like, if Rose could average about 15 a game and Przingis can get to about 20 to 25 and Melo does his 25 to 30, we should be fine. Our problem wasn't like, oh, Derrick Rose wasn't living up to it. The problem was um, Phil Jackson was like, hey, you know how we have no players that can run the triangle? Run it. Like, what? <laughs> through who, Phil? Like, through who? Um, but, yeah, to me, I, I, I thought Brandon Jennings and Derrick Rose were fine for what they were um, on our team. You know, neither one of them were as great as they used to be, um, but they weren't a detriment to the team, and they weren't bad, you know? So that's how I look at Derrick Rose's first time with the Knicks. Um, he sounds really, really, really excited to be back. Um, he's legit replaced Dennis Smith Jr. in every sense of the word. Um, mm. Took his team, took his number. <laughs> yeah. Probably is going to take a certain spot to some degree. Um, definitely is going to get way more playing time than Dennis Smith Jr. did. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, that's an extreme understatement. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I love this for the Knicks because, to me, there's no downside in it. It costs us nothing. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, like all the pitching, I don't get it. Like, it's like it wasn't that serious. Right. Like, it's like, all right, if Derrick Rose comes here and he averages five points a game, and you know, we we release him halfway through the season, right? I, that's the worst case scenario, right? Let's just say that happens. Why would we go? Oh, you know, it's the Knicks being the Knicks. We literally, like I told you, gave them a bag of Skittles and some cigarettes for Derrick Rose. Like, why are people yeah. acting like we gave them our Dallas pick? Right. And it's not like Derrick Rose is having the greatest season so far, but look, that team hasn't been playing well. He probably wasn't happy there. Um, he's not playing as many minutes and was still averaging 14 points a game, which is like, you add 14 points a game to the bench? No, that he's crazy, Joel. He's averaging 15 and four assists. That's yeah. not bad at all, especially for how bad that Detroit team is. Um, that's not bad. Yeah, off the bench. You know what I mean? So, like, that's not bad at all. Could be, you could do way worse. Way worse. Way worse. You know, like, um, not playing <laughs> Frank Nilakina at all worse. <laughs> like, yeah. like there, <laughs> there are worse things the Knicks could worry about. But the biggest thing about this trade that I'm really grateful for is that 
we held on to Knox um, and, and Frank, uh, mainly for, for two reasons. One, yeah, I'm excited for the possibility that maybe because I, I told this to you before, and I think we disagreed on it. Um, I still believe Frank could play the three. Uh, I really do. I, I don't think his position has to be solidified as a point guard. Um, so that's my hope that Frank still has a spot somewhere here. But even if he doesn't, Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina are going to be very important trade assets um, going forward. Uh, you know, because there's no way that the Knicks will let this season end with those two still being on this roster. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. So the fact that Detroit wanted Knox and we wanted Rose and we found a way to get Rose without giving up Knox, mm-hmm. let you know that they did really, really, really good business. Um, and, you know, they're really interested in getting rid of both of those guys. We also heard from Ian Begley that um, a contender has shown interest in Alfred Payton. Uh, look at that. Say it again. I said, look at that. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I would you. All right. So let's say in a perfect world, uh, Alfred Payton gets traded. Let's let's only talk Alfred Payton. Let's leave Frank okay. and, and Kevin for the, the future. Alfred okay. Payton gets traded. Who do you want as your starting point guard? Derrick Rose. Okay, that's that. Okay, we're on the same. We're on the same boat. I was just making sure we were on the same boat. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind where quickly he's at right now. You know, it's fine okay. with me. And if you want to give Peyton's minutes to 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 Frank or or Rivers if he's still there, um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think if you're Rivers, like a lot of people are saying, like, oh, Rivers should be terrified. Like he he's he's losing minutes. I don't think it's a coincidence that right around the time the Knicks made this trade, we starting to hear rumors about, you know, teams being interested or a team. Let me be specific to the rumor, a team being interested in Alfred Payton. I think there's obviously a bigger plan here um, and rivers part of it, but he's also very expendable. Um, But I also do like that Tibbs has said um, that he does have interest in playing Rose with Emmanuel quickly. Because of course. We can play off ball. <laughs> How so else would you do it? <laughs> no, right. No, but I'm saying, like, we don't have to worry about quickly losing out because we have Rose, because they can play together. Right. Um, so it's it's not a threat. It never has been a threat. The idea that it was 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 crazy. Because right. um, to me, the biggest asset that Derrick Rose has is he is a significantly better shooter than Alfred Payton. So those wide open shots that Alfred Payton was picking in Miami, uh, I mean, against Miami, I'm sorry. Um, Derrick Rose is making, like, let's say Alfred Payton bricks six. I think it's a safe bet to say Derrick Rose is at least half of those. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> like, we only lost by, like, four or five points. So I'm like, two of those threes could have made a difference in that game. We lost by five points. And I'm like, okay. look, I'm- Statistically, it's a weird statistic, but like as long as Alfred Payton makes five, five field goals, five, five of them, all he has to do is make five of them, we win most games. We're nine and two, I think, when when, when he goes over five field goals. He was three for seven. As as I said in our text, no one man should have all that power. No one man should have all that power. We got to we got to get rid of Alfred Payton. <laughs> like, if you're affecting us that drastically, it, it you know it's crazy. You really? said five field goals to us. You didn't five. say you didn't say we needed fifteen to twenty five. 
Five. He can't make five field goals. Consistently. Balance this out right is yeah. insane. Because he had like the last two games, he did. Like he had like he, he was averaging like twenty points a game the last two games. You know, and look, we won both of those games, right? Right. And he comes out the next game three for seven, we lose by five points. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. That's insane, man. That we, he's got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he's affecting us tremendously. Um, like that pendulum swung very heavily. Um, but I do want to give the Knicks a lot of credit. Um, I, I want to give them a lot of credit and kind of, uh, you know, yell at them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Miami has struggled bad this year. Yes, uh, they are having a. And what's crazy is that roster hasn't changed, so it's not like they have to get allocated to new guys. It just seems like playing in the finals because a lot of them were banged up. Playing in the finals and starting this season as quickly as they did are affecting Miami way more than it is most, if any, if not any other team in the NBA. So the idea that the Knicks were close enough to beat a high caliber team like Miami but couldn't pull it through is is somewhat encouraging because they kept the game close that last year they would have got blown out uh in but it's just frustrating to know that because again we say this over and over and over joel we don't even have to really elaborate on this but you gotta win these kinds of games you just have to Mm -hmm. they're the difference makers they're the difference makers um but again the knicks are what 11 and 14 yep that's a great record for the knicks man it really is for a team that's not that doesn't have superstars or even like you know, big name guys, a team mm-hmm. that's very much piecemealed together with a lot of young, uh, young talent. That's not a horrible record to be at. We were just in sixth place the other day. Well, yeah, <laughs> we're know? not far place. <laughs> yeah, no, we're I, I, we're back. We're back just at eight, I think, either eight or nine. We're eight. Um, so you know, to me, it's very encouraging. I, we've said this before, Joel. We know how long it took us to just win five games last year. Five. Yeah. That's it. I, w- I want everyone listening to this podcast to open their ears for me to say that again. It took forever to win five games. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're at 11 now. It took us, I think, 25 games to get 11 wins, some shit like that last year. Yeah. So to me, this is progress. This is, and I know to people that are casual sports fans, they're like, oh, it's just a typical Knicks. No, this is progress, you know? Me and you didn't think that this was a one-year quick-solve kind of kind of solution. Um, but if they can look this good in year one of Tibbs, you, excuse me, year two or three should be exponentially better, you know? So right. to me, um, to me I, I'm very proud of where they are, but I do need them to win more of these games that are very winnable games. And that that Miami game was as winnable as you could possibly get. Um, kind of walk me through your, your your thoughts, Joel, on on that tough Super Bowl um, Super Bowl Sunday loss to the Miami Heat. Um, sucked, sucked ass. Cause I hate losing to fucking Miami. Um, and especially like when we had that game in our hands a couple times and it's just, they locked down. I give Miami credit for locking down a couple times. And, you know, they, they, they scared the ball out of our hands a couple times. It's just, cause they, they sometimes don't know what to do with themselves when they get pressure. 
Uh, and that, that, you know, sometimes that's why you do need a veteran out there because even the veterans get shucking up when you get tough defense, a tighter defense, especially late in games. So, you know, that's something maybe uh, – that's why you see Peyton out there sometimes during late game situations because teams like Miami, when they want to lock down, they can um, and they, they showed that. Like, there were a couple of times last, like, during the late in that game where they forced a turnover. You know what I mean? And not that we didn't do it back. We did. But we just it came down to making buckets, and sometimes the offense just gets stagnant. And, and the shooting really wasn't an issue. But, like, when we needed the buckets yesterday, we just couldn't get them when we needed them. And it cost us the game. Does it ever – because I've been waiting to ask you this on, on this podcast. Does it ever seem to you, and I'm just talking to Knicks, no other team in the NBA, does it ever seem to you like the Knicks are one of the only teams that just can, like when a player gets hot, they just somehow lose that player and then magically they could never catch it again, like within the same game? Like I swear to you, Reggie Bullock was so automatic in that first half. And I swear in that second half it was just like, Reggie who? No. (laughs) We have no idea who that is. And it's just like, how the fuck did you lose that? Like, where the hell? <laughs> like a five to ten minute break meant all of the difference in whether or not he could make shots. Yeah. I'm the like, I don't get rivers in the jazz game where he was hot. Right, exactly. Stop getting hot. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, cold. It's Never. like they couldn't buy a bucket. Oh Jesus! Don't, it's not allowed to take a break. You're gonna fucking we'll never, never see a shot again. No, we won't. Um, but I do want to call out RJ a little bit. Um, he's been playing phenomenal this year. Yes. Uh, he has been hitting these small struggles. Um, to where he's just kind of inconsistent. Uh, and this is his sophomore year. This is usually the year where uh, a lot of big name rookies have a great rookie year and then struggle in their second year so the idea that rj was easily a top five rookie last year um and he's playing like a top five uh sophomore this year um you know the the lulls are to be expected a little bit um i just need tibbs to kind of just ride with him through it like don't don't park him let let him drive you know let let him let him be out there let him work through it um i'm very 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 much of you got to play through the struggles. You just have to. And if you can't, then something else needs to happen. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think what really did it for him yesterday was like Bullock was really good. <laughs> and so that no, really, that's true. No, that, that is. That, and then he was using Alec Burks and, and then like he trusted, of course, Peyton to, to, for defense. But I think that's what did it. If Bullock wasn't playing as well as he was, I think we still would have saw more RJ. I think that's what cost him because RJ I, was cool. <laughs> To me, that's one thing. If, if you're RJ, that's one thing you have to perfect because that's how you'll get uh, on the court in, in situations like that is your mm-hmm. defense. And I think right. he's playing really good defense. But if he could if he could perfect that, there yeah. would be no reason for Tibbs to have Alfred Payton out there because he right. gets nothing else, <laughs> you know? Yeah. RJ can, can be a playmaker. He can be a shooter. And then mm-hmm. if he get that uh. defense up, he could be a, a really good defender. So at that yeah. point, it could be Burks, Bullock, RJ, Randall, Mitch. Yeah. Um, you would need to play Alfred like that. <laughs> so, you know, to me, that's that's what I always feel about Knicks, Knicks players. If there's something that you're not good at, please perfect it. 
because it, it it's the difference in the time you'll see on the court. It really is. It, it truly is. Um, it was my biggest issue with Knox. It was like, Knox, if you were an elite defender, do you know how hard it would be for Tibbs to, to put Reggie Bullock out there every game and not you? Do you know how difficult that would be for him? But yeah. you take it easy because you're not a consistent defender. And it's, it's unbelievable how much length that man has and refuses to use. Knox, yeah, Knox is frustrating. I'll never understand. Like, Joel, to me, in a perfect world, Knox is the guy I want on, on, on Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I right? mean, that's why he has the size and the agility, but he's just not coordinated. He's not. Like a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> but in a perfect world, that's what that's what I would want, you know, to where it's yeah. like, you know, Knox to be one of those elite defenders who can knock down a three. That's it. Just as simple as that. We don't need him to be an all-star. We don't need him to be, you know what I'm saying? That that uh, that top shot to stay but, on the f- defensively is where he gets fucked. You know? Yeah, yeah. You just have defenders in front of him, you know. Yep. Down to. Um, but I definitely look at the Knicks and I say that Tyler Hero three late in that game was just a backbreaker. And I swear, I I, I tell you this all the time, Joel. At least five times in the Knicks game, they find a way to just leave someone wide open. And it's like, how did you lose him? Like, <laughs> like, why did you guys think, like, that guy in the corner was the guy you needed to double? Why? 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 How? You know? So I'm like, I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, that Tyler Hero 3 should not have happened. It just shouldn't have. It, 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 it shouldn't have. Got to get out there. Stay on your guy. That's the yeah. one guy on that court besides uh, Duncan Robinson. That you just don't leave any any wiggle room to. Right. All he needs is a little bit of, of light, and he's nailing that. Just be in his ass the whole yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if we were playing 2K, I would put it to where it's it's uh, it's smother on the smother ball. Yeah. Know, to where you're like, you're glued to him. You're not giving him any space. He's not sure. <laughs> right. He's not sure. If, if, if someone's going to hit a three that kills us, let it be Jimmy Butler. I'm not letting it be your two sharpshooters. Yep. You know? Yeah, well, my biggest frustration was fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, bam, that motherfucker. There was just like a couple jump shots where I'm like, he didn't even look at the, the basket, <laughs> but it went in. It was like money, money. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. And I, I want to yeah. ask you this because it bothered me a little bit. What the hell is going on with Mitch? Like, why is he being overly aggressive on screens? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they keep – it's ridiculous. Like, he's barely moving, but they keep calling that shit on him all the time. He's always on the fucking floor, too. It's fucking frustrating. To me, when I look when I look at the replay, it looks like he's leaning more in with his shoulder than just Ugh. being like a standing. And, and and again, is it ticky tacky? Very yeah. much, very much. But you can't lean in like that because they're gonna sell it. When you hit a player on that screen, they're gonna sell the hell out of it. So you got to find a way to where you're not leaning into it, to where the ref is gonna call that not, ten times out of ten, and they've been calling it ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. So if you're Mitch, knowing, knowing that we can't rely on Nerland Snowell every game, you got to not put yourself in situations to where you're getting in foul trouble. Like Mitch is one of those guys that is like, all right, I mastered it, guys, to where I'm not fouling around the rim. I'm being smart, but I'm going to find ways to foul somewhere else. Like Mitch, no, don't foul at all. <laughs> like, yeah, let's perfect you- that. 
100. Uh, but uh, you know, um, Taj, you know, he's been ready to play. Yeah, he had a three. He had a three Sunday. He, he did his three. I was like, well, goddamn, Taj. Well, why won't they let Mitch do that? <laughs> like, like <laughs> this is like, yeah, let's let the guy with one of the more ugliest jumpers in the league right now shoot that three. But Mitch, he's like, clink. <laughs> He's like Mitch. Nah, you stay in that paint. But um, do you think there's any chance Rose plays tomorrow? I don't know, man. He just got to Miami today. I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, he's not gonna have a lot of practice time. Just- to me, I-, I knew you were gonna say that. To me, I feel as though like I'll give you a perfect example. If um, let's say, let's say next year New England has uh. Cam Newton as their quarterback, right? He goes down week eight, and they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo wouldn't need all that much practice time because he's very familiar with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. Uh, It's more so the X's and O's that you kind of need to go over, more so than the routine of, like, what is asked of you. So I think because he's legit played with Tibbs everywhere Tibbs has been, the familiarity, you know, will be there enough for him to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll look rusty because, you know, he's never played with some of these guys for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, right. But I think Derek Rose, if he's able to play tomorrow, I think there's no reason to believe he can't get 15 and, 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 and four. You know what I'm saying? Right. We'll see. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it won't, it won't hurt. <laughs> That's no, one no, thing I can, I can definitely tell you. It will not hurt. It will not hurt. Not, not a bit. Um, anything else, Nick? You want to go over? We we won't have much to talk about till we see Rose play, and you know, right. hopefully the Knicks can squeeze out a win uh, tomorrow. We we talked about this. If the Knicks can go one and one against Miami, that's a win. Right. That is a win. Yeah, we need to you know also catch Obi on when he's open. I, you know what? You know what? I didn't watch. <laughs> I didn't watch many Detroit games this year, so I can't speak to the chemistry between Rose and Blake. But one thing I will give Rose a lot of credit for is when he was with New York the first time, he was mm-hmm. catching Przingis. He was what? catching Przingis. The biggest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But um, what I do like about Rose is he does still find ways to attract doubles on drives. So it will give Obi wide open space for like a, a float-in dunk or an alley-oop. Um, so Derek Rose's presence could help a lot to Obi Toppin. Uh, especially because I think Obi Toppin should be way better than he is, but that's just to a lack of, excuse me, of, of playing time and the lack of seeing the actual basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think once you kind of get him a playmaker that can get him in better positions. That's Obi what I'm Toppin, thinking. Yeah, he'll look more like the guy we, we knew he could be when we drafted him rather we, than what he's looked like uh, since he's been on the team. Right, and I, you know, you're right. Maybe that, maybe that's something uh, Derrick Rose can unlock because you know he's 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 more of tra- not that he's a more traditional point guard than Alfred because I think Alfred's probably the more traditional point guard. Right. But I mean, he runs. You know, Derrick is looking to go up quicker. You know, he's not a half court guy more, really, so he's definitely going to be looking forward to seeing who's up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, and, and like I said, off drives. Um, like, especially if Rose is getting hot off drives, he'll, you know, it'll call for him to be double. And mm-hmm. that just leaves, you know, that just leaves room for somebody. I'm just hoping that's Obi, but you know, somebody should be 
open, whether it's a wide open three, whether it's a, a, an alley-oop, a kick out, yeah. whatever the case. That boy is always open. Let's <laughs> sort of God, he's always open. He so always like... finds a way to get open. It, it, it's frustrating. <laughs> you know what it is, Joel? We're not point guards, right? Like, we won't even try to pretend like, like we know what it takes to be a point guard. Right. There's nothing more frustrating than watching how open he is and going, well, if we see he's open, why doesn't the guy that gets paid to know that he's open? <laughs> right. Like, I don't, what are you guys missing? <laughs> right. Like You practice this. So why is it that you practice it and probably perfect it, but then come game time, you're like, nope, completely yep. forgot. We finally found him once yesterday, and it was Taj Gibson. The good shit, Taj. <laughs> right? It's like Taj has to be our point forward, up, apparently, off the bench. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's Obi. <laughs> right? He's like, oh, look at this. Open guy. Did anyone else notice? Um, all right, let's move on. Let's let's talk uh, very briefly because neither one of us care about it. Let's talk to Super Bowl. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Buccaneers blew out Kansas City in convincing fashion, 31 to 9. Um, I'll just ask you this. Are you under the mindset, because I, I heard this a lot last night, that the referees gave the Buccaneers the game, or are you more so of Patrick Mahomes just never really looked into it um, that entire game? I'm not blaming it on Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs look like shit. How about that? The yeah. Chiefs look like shit. Like shit, shit. <laughs> like every time they had a moment, like to have the ball, they gave it back. It was like it felt like they gave the game away. It was really weird. You thought you think the refs were bought? I think the Chiefs were bought. <laughs> it <was that> bad. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because I said heading into this game that the Chiefs have a bend but don't break defense, right? Like anytime you have a guy that can rush the quarterback. Yeah. Um, and oh, they broke yesterday. They broke a lot, but it shows you because Tampa Bay has so many weapons, right? So it's like you look at their their corners. You're like Breland, uh, Honey Badger is probably their best defender um, uh, against a tight end or a big body like Mike Evans, right? But when right. you look at it, they just didn't mm-hmm. have anything to defend against Tampa Bay's weapons. Rob Gronkowski was as open as Ob Toppin. <laughs> on an yeah. Nick game. A lot. A <laughs> lot. I kept seeing him and I was just like, oh, they must have thought like this was retired Rob. Like they're yeah. not guarding him. Um but yeah, I mean, no, I look look, I, I never subscribe of the refs gave the game away. I always have the feeling of if the ref isn't, you know, giving calls your way, you gotta figure out another way to win. And being a Knicks fan, we know that more so than any sports team in American history. We never get calls. Ever. Ever, right. ever, ever. Melo spent nine years here um, and never got a call. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, I still believe that Roy Hibbert, uh, quote unquote, block was a foul. I'll take that to my grave. That was a foul that should have been called that wasn't because we're the Knicks. Um <laughs> So I never subscribe to that. Find another way to win, you know? Stop them on, on defense. That'd be great. The ref had nothing to do with that. Stop them on defense. Yeah, we couldn't do that either. <laughs> you they, weren't, they weren't stopping nobody. Protect Patrick Mahomes from being sacked. You couldn't do that either, you know? So it's a like... A bunch of holds. That's all I saw. Right. So to me, it's, people act like the Chiefs played a perfect game, but the refs kept robbing them. No, you played a horrible game that the refs just happened not to help, <laughs> you know? You played a very, very, very bad game. 
Yeah. Um, Very hard to watch. Thank you, Kansas City. <laughs> we're not. We're not even gonna go on that because I know how you feel about Brady, and yep. I'm not a Buccaneers fan, so this isn't a, a happy moment necessarily for me either. Um, <laughs> so we can move right along. Oh wait, I didn't want to ask you. Um, did you enjoy that halftime show? It was all right. Okay. All right. I just, plays, sing. I just, I'm always <laughs> of the mindset that I only want performers for the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't need. Um, necessarily names, and to me, the weaker the weekend. I'm sorry, is a phenomenal songwriter and and singer. He just like when you watch Bruno Mars do the Super Bowl, and then you watch the weekend. There's a drastic difference. One's a performer. One's just a really great singer. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. And, and that's how I felt. Like you know, and it's no it's no shot to the weekend. Not everybody's a performer. Um, most people like he seems more like the Luther Vandross type that would just walk across the stage back and forth singing, right? Like he's not doing dances or a choreography that's really great. Yeah, he didn't dance, but I whatever that thing was, yes, it was a little intriguing. The whole looked like a haunted house, whatever the fuck that was. That was weird, but it caught my eye, <laughs> and I wasn't, and I usually don't even pay attention. I just listen, <laughs> but um. Yeah, whatever he was doing with the weird people in massive like fucking uh, us and shit. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, he's um he's a huge Joker fan, so he was going through like a whole phase where he had like uh this fake plastic surgery to make his yeah. face look really weird. He looked like that that episode of Atlanta. What the fuck? Yes. Was that? <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a Super Bowl uh to forget um. But uh, yeah, we can move on. Is this uh, game? Yes, very much so. And you know what? I, I laugh because people are like, man, this game was so boring. I'm like, you guys got to make up your mind. Like you were telling us the, the Patriots-Rams game was super boring was, because there was a lot of scoring. But then you get a lot of scoring and you're like, this was still so boring. Yeah, it was one-sided. Whenever it's one-sided, it's boring. Oh, man, I tell you what, I enjoyed that year. Seattle beat Denver, and <laughs> Peyton Manning scored once. <laughs> I loved it. I was so entertained. I was like, yeah, beat him. Um, but all right, speaking of Super Bowl, we got a trailer, a uh, big trailer during the Super Bowl for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'll yeah. start off with you, uh, Joel. Your thoughts on this uh, second trailer for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Really good. I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time with it. We saw a couple cool things. Um but nothing completely crazy. I mean, a lot of the same shit for the most part, maybe extended versions of those. Um, so it really hasn't changed my hype. It's still like my hype, most hyped show. I can't wait for Falcon One Soldier and what we don't know. I always look forward to that part of it. But yeah, I, I love seeing them in all their glory. And it, it, I'm, I love seeing fucking Zemo in his full costume. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Super excited. Yeah, I always tell people it's the little things with me. Um, Zemo holding that mask was just beautiful. It was poetic. Um, yeah. Because I'm I, wearing it in the poster. It's fucking beautiful. Right. Because <laughs> I swear to you, after that movie, I just said I, I remember saying like they did a Mandarin like a way better, a way better um, pull off. But you you guys just refuse to give us comic accurate villains, huh? Um, and you know, when we heard that, you know, we would see Zemo again, I was like, oh, okay. Then, you know, I take it back. Um, 
but he's just one of those people that it's like it's a mask why did you avoid that you know like yeah it's not anything expensive it's not an extra budget you got to put towards it it's a purple mask put it on him you know Mm -hmm. but it was obviously about the creation of zemo the evolution Mm -hmm. of zemo um so you know it was part of a larger uh, a larger plan so that's why it's like okay then i completely understand um but i tell you i was pissed at the end of civil war where it was like he didn't even really fight anybody. He didn't have the mask. Like, you know what I'm saying? You already, right. You already stripped the fact that he didn't have a long-standing beef with Captain America because of his dad. So I'm like, what? Yeah, he made him cook. yeah, I was just like, I'm not liking any of this. <laughs> like, none of it. Um, but it, it's the ultimate payoff, and it looks like we're going to get the Zemo we've always read about. Uh, and seen in cartoons. Um, so this looks great. Uh, I, I do like the buddy cop aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am all for Bucky and Sharon Carter in this show. They're outside of Zemo. They're my two most anticipated um, uh, coming into this show that I'm just super excited to, uh, to see more of. Um, Sharon Carter, by the way, I don't know who she's been training with, but she's mm-hmm. gotten pretty fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but she was just like, I got to learn how to fight better. Um, but yeah, no, it looks really good. Didn't really give us much more of what we can expect story-wise besides the fact that clearly these two don't like each other. Um, <laughs> Rivalry. Yeah, yeah, no, not not like enemies, more so just like, you know, um, uh, kind of like that playful, I don't like you, like, you know. yeah. yeah. We're friends, but you know, you know what it is? It's the Goku Vegeta syndrome. It's the, yeah. I like you a lot. I even respect you, but I will never let you know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never say that shit out loud. <laughs> right. I'll never say that out loud. Um, so I, I, I did like that. You know, I brought some humor to it. You know, it was a really good um, trailer to have. I am disappointed that uh, what I had heard about Eternals didn't come true. Um, Sucks. You know, it, it I also didn't like the fact that Falcon and Winter Soldier was the only one that we got, but uh, we, do we, got. Know, we do know how much it costs to air these trailers. So it just, it, you know, fundamentally, I guess it makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed the trailer. Um, now, what I was dying to talk about, because we have a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. was the news that just broke today, which was what me and you have been saying since we first saw Stargirl which was CW mm-hmm. allowing um, HBO Max to kind of budget out um, you know, shooting these shows. And then, We're going to share. Right, right. They're going to share it. To me, I love it because these shows should look better than they do. But we understood because it's on the CW, it could only look but so good, right? Yeah, um, especially so there. I, I really do think the Flash, the Flash, honestly, if they give that show a bigger, a better, not a bigger, a better budget, that show could extend itself another few seasons. Um, it, it sometimes takes me out of it to see the guy that's supposed to be running so fast, how slow they slow it down for us to see it. There's a way to do that to where it still works. Like when you watch Suicide Squad and you see uh, Barry, um, kind of take down uh captain boomerang 
that mm-hmm. that is shot so they didn't slow that down for us. That shot really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we still get the gist of it. So I'm like, I kind of want to see Barry's speed done better. Um, now, right. to be fair, they have not said what shows exactly will benefit from this. Uh, we know Stargirl will. Um, we don't know if this is extending to all shows or if this is maybe from new shows going forward. Okay. Um, I believe it's it, it's starting off in one place. Mm-hmm. And then it, they, the plan is for all of them. But, I mean, not all the most certain ones. Right. Like, this is Max is here in talks to co-finance original shows. Yeah, so I guess all original shows to premiere on HBO Max and then air on the CW the following day. Just like what happened last year with, with Stargirl and uh, DC Universe. Right. So when you read that out loud, does that sound like to you Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Batwoman? Oh, or does that sound like Stargirl and all the all, shows going All original shows. All original shows. Okay. That's what it sounds like to me, all of them. So. Okay, because when I when you said original, I put that as Superman and Lois is brand new. Um, Stargirl's brand new. Because you know that came from HBO. Yeah. I, I mean as new shows going forward, not what's already not what's already there. Well, well that depends. They said all original shows. So I mean it's co finance original shows. If it's an original show, I mean all the CW shows are original shows. Well, I tell you what. I, I hope so because it could give it could give a lot of these these shows uh, a new shelf life. Um, just looking at how great Superman looks and Superman and Lois. Um, yeah. You know, to me, I'm like uh, green light for four seasons already. If it's the pilot, the pilot, the um, the reviews for the pilot comes out. I think tomorrow. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. We'll I gotta find get out some of those. Um. I can't say the name of it, but Dom actually just got screeners for a specific superhero show on Amazon. Oh. <laughs> I think you can guess which one it is. I can't say anymore on air, but I think you can guess which it is. Yeah, and I want um, them. <laughs> <laughs> I want them. Hell, I haven't even seen them. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this is great news. This is great news for the CW. Um, HBO Max doesn't really need this as much as CW does. Um, it'll just extend the shelf life for a lot of for a lot of shows that some people just can't really get into because it seems so low budgeted. Um, you know, it just like Star Girl. I, I told you my biggest issue with Star Girl being on the CW would be if they were going to use the CW budget. You right. know, I was really glad that they didn't because I'm like that's how you get Joanne completely uninterested. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Like, I'm like, I don't need you to CW this show up. I need you to keep it, keep it exactly what it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, great. I, I, I love this. I don't know whose idea this was, but it's not a bad one. I can tell no, you. No, not at all. So, fingers crossed that this is all, all shows. And, you know, fingers crossed to hopefully this is a sign that we can expect uh, a lot more new shows to come to the CW and HBO Max uh, shared soon. Yeah. I still think what would be great for CW is uh, Booster Gold Blue Beetle show. I think that would be really great for them. Blue Gold. Right, because that that's a project where you can dumb it down and just make it a comedy and nobody would feel robbed. Um, you know, because you look at something like Arrow and you're like, that's a show that should have been comical, but wasn't. And then you tried to make it comical. Um, yeah. 
you know, Flash is a show that should be taking itself a little bit more seriously, but doesn't. Uh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against any of it. I get it. It's, it's the CW's formula, but a project that would fit right into their formula would be Booster Gold. And in, 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 in yeah, they definitely would have fit into CW. They most definitely should have should have been in the CW. A hundred percent. So it's sad that they did not. I'm they weren't allowed to. I know they wanted to use Blue Beetle for sure. I did. He uh, did tell me that a while ago. Yeah, that they wanted yeah. to the Adam was supposed to be Blue Beetle. Right. That's what you were telling me. Okay. That's what you were telling me. Yeah. Um, but to me, I always say never say never. Um, you know, to me, as long as I see those two somewhere, um, I, I'm fine. You know. Right. It's just been too long. Those two guys need some screen time for sure. Um, but all right, let's move on. Let's get into WandaVision before we get into any more small Marvel or DC news. Let's get into uh, WandaVision because that's going to be a bulk of our, our talking time is, is, is that. Uh, mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and knock that out. Um, again, as always, like I always tell you every time we do this, I've talked myself into exhaustion from Saturday. So I want you to lead this off and then I'll fill in here and there. Uh, but your thoughts on episode five, of WandaVision. Ooh, WandaVision. Um, it was a very good episode. I mean, I don't think there's an episode I haven't liked, to be fair. But they just keep getting better and more broad. And, like, it, it's just in it, it, the characters that they, they finally included, you know. Um, so I'm just more and more excited every episode. So this one, for instance to summarize um it, it was the 80s i guess so um i loved how i was i was actually narrowing down like what was the fucking intro you like from which shows um and i think we came down it was family ties i think growing pains and i think some of uh full house so that was the the intro for the shows for the 80s that uh, the sitcom that that's the one they use for it um we saw Babies, uh, Tommy and Billy, who you know were born in the last episode, um, grew up. Um, Agnes showed up to babysit, and they eventually got bigger. Do you think she had anything to do with them getting older? No. Okay, so I was asked this. If you watch it closely, because I, I brought this up, that because everyone was saying, like, oh, Wanda is why they age. But when you watch it, when they were in the crib, and she was trying to get them to stop crying, she was mm-hmm. talking to Vision, and when she turned back around, they were five. And then Agnes was sitting on the counter, and she was like, "Whew, can't control yeah. these kids, huh? So yeah. it seems like it, but I'm going to throw this out there. I don't believe this myself, but it seems like this show mm-hmm. isn't catering to Wanda and Vision how we know them to be. Um, it's a good chance these kids are able to age themselves. Right. I'm not saying, I mean, after the fact, I think they can. I just thought, like, maybe initially. Because, like, you know, Wanda, literally, like, she tried to put him to sleep and it wasn't working. Right. She's like, I can't control. And then, look, and then Agnes says it right after that you can't control these kids. So it's like, well, why? (laughs) You know what else she couldn't (laughs) control? She couldn't control that stupid swan either, or whatever that bird was. (laughs) Yeah, she could. The uh, uh, flamingo. The flamingo. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Not flamingo. It was white. I don't know what the fuck that thing. No was. crane. It was a crane or some shit. I don't oh, know. oh no no. It was a stork, right? Uh, what's it called? It was a stork. stork. You're right. It was a stork. Yeah. Why am I thinking it was flamingo? 
I have no idea. <laughs> you're like fly pelican. You're like fucking Scarface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, but you're right. It was a stork because it was representing the uh the, the stork the in the on the wall. Right. Yeah. That's why I really I came to him. Oh shit, it was a stork. No shit. All right. Well yeah, he came out of the wall and then he wouldn't go away with the red smoke. So that's the second time that and then she can't control vision. It seems. Not all the way at least. Um She's she's more or less manipulating, or at least the, the 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 surroundings are manipulating vision, you know. Right. So if you come that if it comes down to that, those are the only things she can't control at the moment that we've seen. Maybe there's more. I just I can't think of anything else. Um. Wait, and there, and there really has been an animal every episode, right? Yes, this one was a lion. It was a lion? It was a tiger. A tiger. Sorry. God damn. And there was also the dog because you know, the dog was in. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, Tia and and Patrick, uh, when we were doing the live, they're they're both big, big, big pet fans, right? All right. And I was telling Tia, I was just like, you know, because I was asking everybody because no one, no one knew. I was like, do you guys know where they got the dog from? Yeah. Um, and they're like, no. I was like, the comics. Tom was it Tom King's comic? Yeah, Vision yeah. comic. Um, and I said, uh, so I guess none of you guys read it, but I said that dog died horribly in that comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sparky, they're, yeah, like, yeah. they're like, what do you mean? He got like hit by a car. I was like, no, he got a hit by a vision's daughter multiple times. <laughs> like <laughs> she killed that dog brutally. Yeah. Um, but the base, like, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the basis of why that was important um of why that scene when agnes is holding the dog is important and she even says he got into her leaves is that's what led to his death in in the well you know outside of being bashed in but yeah uh, in the well, comics, well yeah he got bashed into the comics too well when we got one he got bashed into the comics they, they looked through his body and you saw this though that leaf exactly. that she was talking about. that track back to agatha harkness right 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 yep so that that'll probably probably play a factor and i mean she said that he ate it you know yep. uh, and if we see him again will he will he look the same because i know the dog is like green in the comic books <laughs> oh he um, is green yeah because he takes after vision yeah right because it's part of the Viz family so yeah right. so he was green so i'm not saying that's gonna happen but you never know um and i and i think what the biggest part of that was also you saw how um she had two conversations with those kids, you know, and they, there was a one point when they, um, they asked her about, uh, does she have a brother? And she says, yes, but you know, he's far away now. And then later on when they see the dog and the dog died and it's like, you can do anything, mom, you can't, you can bring him to life. And she looked at them like, she like, she never thought of that, but, but at the same time also <laughs> like, um, I can't like you can't bring people back to life or whatever. Even though Agnes was very adamant, like you could do that. Like she was like <laughs> frightened, like oh shit, I, I killed this dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> and if the dog can talk, you know, <laughs> one of those things. Like oh, that's not good. Um, so we'll see how that plays out later on. But I think that was all leading all the way up to, of course, the ending. You know, that, I thought that was another. All those moments led up to the, the return of a secret somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I did also notice how often in that episode they use words like speed, quick, fast. Um, you know, all words that obviously could lead to 
her son that is a speedster. But you know, once you see the big reveal, you're well, kind of like she doesn't know that yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying I don't mean her saying it for our benefit. I mean the fact that those words were used so often within this episode. Um, right. Between the ability to do things fast and the ability to bring things back to life. Once you see the big reveal, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because look, we never see that speed, like Vision use that speed shit ever again since that episode. No, not at all. It, it seems like, because again, it seems like it was their way of, of letting general audience members know that if you ever do see this kid get speed, this is how he got it. Um, you know, albeit that's not how you got it. it. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, again, we get it. They're, they're doing fundamental changes that make sense to general audience members. We get it. You know, we don't really That's... have a problem with it, but it's damn sure not accurate. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how that, what the fuck that was about. Cause that has to, I think, it, I think that'll play a factor in later. Like, what the fuck was going on there? Um, but um, what else happened? Let's go outside real quick before we come, we go back to, you know, the surprise at the end. Yeah. Um, so um Monica's getting examined. Um something her like blood work came in weird or whatever the fuck. Yeah, uh, it was showing it was showing yeah. what what looks like to be like um like a photon uh they were alluding to. Like it looked like she was exuding uh, it looked like a bright light, like a flash. <laughs> right, right. Like those are maybe exuding some abilities or something like that. It was it was meant to look very weird. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's possible that could all lead to that, but it just it came out like the results came out like inconclusive. So like right. we want we need more testing. She's like, nah, fuck that. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. So that that's what that was funny. Um, and I wonder. She didn't want to take the test again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think I wonder if, if, if she has powers at all. Maybe, maybe she had powers prior and we didn't know about it. You know what I mean? That's very possible. It's also possible because we know Wanda, Wanda's powers comes from the, um, the, the mind stone, right? The, the, uh, the exposure right. to the mind stone. So it is possible that Wanda using her powers on monica like that uh didn't give monica a, uh, abilities because me and you are very adamant on that it didn't give right. her powers but maybe it unlocked her power oh, or awakened yeah or awakened. for sure right right so that's very possible so that maybe that's that, that's probably why that's interesting yeah um that would make her a mutant <laughs> that would um, would you would you be against that no 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 okay. yeah uh because what i mean uh, uh like, I don't even remember how Monica got her powers, to be honest. So I really don't either. I swear to you, for the longest, I thought she just got it through birth. <laughs> like, <laughs> her mom. I don't remember either. Uh, I know Captain Marvel. No, she wasn't. Monica was Captain Marvel at one point. So, uh, again, so I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, God damn, it's just a lot of history there. Um, oh, speaking of that, elaborate, Joelle, on the salt that monica was was throwing captain marvel's way oh yeah well they had they had a little debate over the who like wanda beating thanos or like it, she said that she could take her on by herself and then wait who was like well i would i'd make an argument that captain marvel could have probably took him and 
she kind of gave this dirty look considering like we're not talking about her we're talking about one right. <laughs> I'm like oh shit well, there's obviously some history there that we don't know about so I'm saying here it comes again there's probably some more there's probably stuff we don't know that happened before she got dusted you know what I mean there's stuff right. there you know I, what I mean so, I chalk that up to I think I think again you know, this is just me realistically theorizing here but I think part of Monica's beef with Captain Marvel might be um, she blames Captain Marvel for taking her mom away um, and losing like a lot of good. Because we heard it the, the last episode at the beginning. She went to go live with her, her grandmother, mm-hmm. um, you know, while her mom was doing stuff with Captain Marvel. Um, so it's a good chance that maybe she, re- you know, at her mom dying while she was dusted. She kind of resents the fact that she didn't have a lot more time with her mom and, and maybe she blames Captain Marvel for it. To me, realistically, that's where my mind went. Cause it's like, you, you don't really think that Carol Danvers was out there doing crazy stuff that would have affected Monica. You know, it's more so that resentment of like, you know, you're the reason I didn't have my mom. Like one day yeah. you know, I'm with my mom. The next day it's like, eh, you gotta go live with your grandma. I'm going to go see some aliens. <laughs> like, like you gotta- That's another thing. Like they've talked about, she knows this, like, uh, was a space engineer, whatever the fuck yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it's like, well, who is that? Like, what what person is she talking about? And then some people, yeah, some people were theorizing it might be a fucking scroll. <laughs> Her best friend was a scroll. Right. Um, uh, Blue eyes, I think, is what she called her, or something like that. Right, right. Um, it very well could be her, and a lot of right. people immediately going to Reed Richards, Sue Storm. Which would be great, but maybe too soon. <laughs> it, well, I look at it like this, Joel. It's it feels like this show has been planting seeds, right? And we could be looking into this way larger than even the the people that make the show were. But um, there's a very good chance that this show is what leads to the idea of Fantastic Four. Like it looks like they're playing up the idea that Sword is who, uh, you know kind of initiates the the protocol that sends them out there and then they get their powers right like they're going to be working with sword right that's what it seems like they're going towards but realistically her best friend was a scroll who was really smart at like five years old um so it's very likely it's her friend the scroll um but again this show has shown us joelle that we can't um count anything out so is it possible that her mm-hmm. best friend, or not best friend, that her good friend was Sue Storm? Yeah. <laughs> or Reed Richards. Yeah. Like, that's very possible. Very. Right. Right. I mean, I hope it's someone more notable, but, you know, look, we know that she's going to get that thing. <laughs> um, they showed in the trailer, like one of the trailers, um, that she's driving that shit. So somebody makes it for her. <laughs> at yep, some point yep. so we're gonna see who or they're gonna at least mention it i hope um unless they keep it a secret i mean that would that would be kind of cold you know because if, if they keep it secret her. i think we can then a hundred percent assume it's somebody fantastic for it's right? <laughs> like because yeah. to me it's like no other character you need to keep under lock and key unless it's someone that's a mutant because they don't exist yet or the fantastic four because you haven't introduced them yet like anyone else you should be able to freely introduce and and be like oh whole time it was hank mccoy like really (laughs) (laughs) like well i'll be damned (laughs) like where did you meet him 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I told you I wrote down a whole bunch of notes because I wanted to ask you some stuff. Um, we got here. Um, oh, here's 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 my biggest thing for you. Okay. Um, my working theory is the missing guy Wu is looking for uh-huh. could be who Pietro really is. Uh, okay. And the reason I one. say that is because Wu kept saying when he was talking to Monica that um, the guy that went missing, he was asking around and not only does no one know him, people are saying they've never heard of him. So it's very possible the guy he's looking for has the ability to clear people's minds wherever he goes and he is the one who created the manipulation um that wanda is just keeping up um so i kept going through this and i'm like it's not an it's not an insane theory it's not one of those like eureka moments it's kind of like right there looking us in the face of what's very possible which is this could be more the uh that story that Wu gave us could be a little bit more than meets the eye um so i i'm i'm keeping an eye on that because i i wholeheartedly joel believe evan peters as because again when you read the credits the end credits they only call him pietro um so it's a really good chance because again we'll get to this i want us to work our way up to that that uh final scene but he showed up exactly when wanda needed him the most Exactly. Yeah. And he showed up right before things unraveled more. Like it seems like he was sent to keep Wanda within this illusion before exploding it. Right. Um, so I look at that. The next thing, I love how the director Tyler was queuing up Jimmy Woo to give us the name Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she has to earn that. So she she'll work her way to that. Um uh, <laughs> yeah, she's almost there. She's literally like right there. But I love that he was queuing Jimmy Woo up for that because I think that was more to us. Like, guys, it's 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 coming. Um, so I love that. Let me see what else I got here. Um, the director for sure sees Wanda only as a villain. Um, only as a villain. And I, I said this Saturday, I love anytime the uh Sokovia Accords comes up. Um, because I don't want that to ever be lost in the shuffle. Like, you know, a lot of people kind of feel like, oh, after Endgame, the government doesn't care. The Avengers saved the world. So who cares about the Accords? I like the idea that the government still wholeheartedly cares about the Sokovia Accords. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just interesting going forward how these new heroes come into the fold when the government is still whole hum on, no, 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 no. You go where I tell you to go. You know, like that didn't die. <laughs> you know, and the two biggest people to to defend that either left or right are gone, you know, so who fights for the rights of these heroes now? Um, so I'm, I'm really curious about how that how that goes, how that goes forward. Um, I did put here in my notes, Joel, you're gonna laugh at this. Uh, I put in my notes, those kids will definitely be soul shards from Mephisto. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> um, that that seems right. <laughs> yeah, that, I was like, that, that is almost a guaranteed at this point. <laughs> um, oh, did you notice? And I, I know you and I know your eyes. Did you notice that Vision was uh, broken into pieces uh, when Wanda yes. was going to break them? Yes, yes. So my working theory is, Joel, that Tyler only released part of the video. 
the full video could be Wanda finding out that they're using Vision as a weapon and yep. she rescues him. Yep. Not steals him to create this illusion. She's right. saving him based off of what she knows he has is in his will. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't don't just the opposite. using me. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. And again, uh part of the sword name that they changed for for the enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. See you is what vision is you know um so i'm like mm, tyler's up to some shit joel he's not i his, agree you know he's very much he's more robert redford than he is nick fury <laughs> yeah he's definitely he's definitely a shady bastard a hundred percent um i know you noticed the and again i i told people this saturday when I say it was a nod, I don't mean it was a confirmed nod. I just saw it as a nod. Uh, the nod mm-hmm. of Wanda going full Magneto from X-Men 1. Yeah, definitely a nod. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't like to say it like it's confirmed. Because I'm sure if you ask the showrunner, they're like, well, no, we just thought it was really cool. Like, we didn't, you know. And it's like, well, bullshit. That, that was exactly how Magneto did it. <laughs> like, who are you fooling here? Um, so I think that's something to kind of look out for. Um, let's see if I had anything else really good here. Um, uh, oh, I do like in the comics how Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch always referred to her powers as hex powers, and Darcy keeps calling this the hex. I thought yeah, that was pretty cool because of the hexagonal shapes, right? Um, <laughs> All right, last two things I got here because everything else to me is just not really important that I have here. Um, Wanda can't remember how this all started, which is a hint to her being honest about, I'm not controlling this town. Like, do you think I'm controlling how people pee, go to work, brush their teeth, go to bed on time? That's Mm -hmm. a lot of energy. I got kids and and a husband I'm trying to fool. (laughs) I don't have time to be dealing with the whole town. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, that's the, okay, three things. So that was one of it, that Wanda can't remember how this all started. The second thing is, there is a reason only me and Dom agreed on this. I'm curious your thoughts. All right. Me and Dom kept saying, there's a reason why Norm, when Vision snapped him out of it, didn't say Wanda's name. There is a chance he's not talking about Wanda. Yeah, no, I agree. There is a very good chance he's talking about Agnes. Mm-hmm. A very good chance. I'd be very interested to see what Norm zapped out of it uh, if he sees Agnes, like how he reacts, you know? 
Um, right. But I didn't take that as, oh, nope, it's official. Wanda's controlling everything. I took it more so like, if this show is showing us anything, it's how deceitful it can be about the more obvious of things. And I'm like, it's very possible that he was talking about someone else. Um, because he could have just said Wanda, right? Or, or Scarlet. Or, you know, well, no, Wanda. Um, he could have very easily said, Wanda's doing this to me, Vision. Why? You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why he just said she. Um, so I'm, I'm, that's in the back of my head. But the last thing was, um, I thought this was brilliantly done. Um, the Lagos. The Lagos yeah. paper towel commercial. Yes. <laughs> how the, the red juice was symbolizing all the blood spills. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, you know, and, and I also brought this point up and then I'm going to let you take us into the, the, um, the shock at the end. Um, I don't think Wanda's seeing these commercials. I think it's only being viewed by the watchers. The watchers? Like the viewers, the viewers, like people oh, that, the viewers, are, yeah. that oh. are actually watching. I'm like, oh, well now you're taking it to another yeah, place. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, sorry, no. Um, but the reason I say that is think about it. All four, four or five of those commercials, five mm-hmm. of those commercials are the worst possible things to ever happen to Wanda. Why would she mm-hmm. want to relive them? Yeah. They're, like, sub, they're subliminal subconscious exactly, commercials. Exactly. Exactly. That, that, that's why I'm saying if, if we were building a puzzle, this, this commercial was the biggest piece to the WandaVision puzzle. And I say well, that. Let's, let's go through it then. Let's start from the beginning. What was the first commercial about? The first one was the, the Stark toaster that was beeping right. like the, the bomb that didn't go off. Right. Age of Ultron. Right. That um, was her. That's where kind of this all started almost right. for her. That's where her parents died and shit like that. Yep. So that was the all first right. commercial. Okay. The second, second commercial was the Strucker watch. Correct. Uh, signifying, obviously, struck her, her t- guy that that made her into what she is. Right. Um, the third one was the bathtub. That was the right. not to agents of Shield. The blue, the soap. Yeah, right. the mind control soap. Right. Um, I don't remember the fourth one. You're gonna have to help me with the fourth one. I fourth guess. one, there was nothing. There was no commercial for the fourth no, one. No, because that wasn't in. It wasn't in the sitcom. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, so it was nothing for that. So there's four. Sorry, I said five because I thought there was one for each episode. So four. So then the last one was obviously, excuse me, um, the uh, the Lagos paper towels. Where she Um, apologizes, basically. It's like, it wasn't, it was an accident. (laughs) Exactly. You know, alluding to Wanda doing that by accident. She didn't kill those people on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's another big piece to this puzzle showing you maybe Wanda's not in control of what's happening. Yeah, those are her trying to, maybe it's her, like you said, maybe it's her sending out messages. That's her way of like saying, it's not me. (laughs) Right, right. Now, this is why I love this show, right? Because Wanda comes out the house with her kids. We obviously see that Tyler uh, initiated that drone to come in there and blow her up, right? Yeah. You see her eyes turn red. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we see her exit the uh exit the uh the dome the bubble, right. the bubble that she created. Now, this is one of, I told you I'd only give you one per episode. This is my crazy theory. All right. Right. That wasn't Wanda that came out of there. That was mm. not Wanda that came out of there. 
And the reason why I say that is um, you can't say in one vein, I'm not in control of everything here, right? And then in the very next vein, you showing how in control of everything you are. Yeah. It's a bit confusing. Like if, if this is all someone else is doing and you're just, you know, part of it, wouldn't you tell them that and tell them to help you get out of this? Like all you need is just vision and you can go anywhere, you know? But it didn't seem like in that moment she had any interest of leaving. So it's like, well, no. are you trapped or, <laughs> or well, are you doing this? It's the same issue she had when she went back inside, though. Like when she had that the argument with Vision, she's and he. That's why I said I think he's right. I don't think she was aware until more recently, where she's starting to. She's just going with it now because she's like in a good place because she has a family. Because that's all it comes back to. Like she has her family and whatever is like. Whatever's going on is feeding her her families to, to keep to keep her, you know, in control. Right. That's what it seems like. The more family she gets, the more happy she gets. So she keeps her in control, more or less. I, I do wholeheartedly believe that someone leaked to Wanda. Um, and I do believe we'll see this later on. And you know that I'm theorizing here. This is not me spoiling anything you know i've stayed away from spoilers altogether hell mm-hmm. you almost spoiled me with the damn toy thing that you sent me yeah, um no. so i've was- stayed i've stayed super clear away from spoilers so this is me theorizing i do think someone maybe alerted wanda to vision being used as a weapon yeah led to her going to retrieve vision and mm-hmm. then i do believe someone got really cozied up with wanda learning a lot about her and has now constructed this world to fit her perfectly, like a glove, like a glove. Yeah. You know? And you notice that um, Vision, how he can touch you and kind of, like he did with Norm, I think what his name was. Yeah, it was Norm. Well, right. Well, he can basically like snap him out of it. Mm-hmm. That's very similar to what happened in House of M with Wolverine. Like Wolverine yes. is like the only person that can like snap people out of shit. <laughs> exactly. Spot on, Joel. Not a lot of people have been talking about that. Spot on. Um, Wolverine did indeed do that. He was one of the uh the only ones that had the ability to kind of see see what was what was what. Well what was, yeah. Right. Um but, this is bullshit. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I'm passing this to you to lead us into the, the big surprise of this, but mm-hmm. I gotta give Paul Bettany a lot of credit. He found a way to take a character that has probably the most unenthused um personality out of anybody in the MCU and give that character so much character. Um yeah. the emotion that was exuding from Paul Bettany's vision in this was was phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. And quick thing, I brought this up Saturday because someone asked me, they're like, Juwan, uh, I know how deep into this you get. I know you looked up all those names that rolled during the, the credits where Wanda was trying to end it. They're like, <laughs> you know, was there anything significant there? To anyone that was wondering, which is probably no one, all those names are just people that are part of um, the crew. Uh, the crew. Yeah, they're just crew members. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, uh, stage designer and, you know, uh, artist. Stuff like- yeah, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, walk us into uh, walk us through Joel the argument with Vision and Wanda, and then lead us into our big surprise. Yeah, well, that whole thing it uh, it was crazy because uh, Vision is obviously starting to notice shit and like notice that she's uh, kind of ignoring it. 
uh, and it's starting to annoy the shit out of him. So he got upset, and then she tries to like shut the whole conversation down with <laughs> starting the credits. All right, we're over, we're done. <laughs> we'll start this again tomorrow. Uh, and Vision was not having it. He got upset again and walked out there and started yelling. And he even got he got so mad he started floating, and then she got mad and started floating. And um, yeah, they had their words, and uh, she's trying to say that look, it's not all me you know like i can't control everybody in here i don't know what, what kind of person you think i am and because he was upset for norm because norm's father's sick and um and he's upset and he's hurt and he feels like that like he's in pain you know and he feels grief or whatever the fuck it is um so so vision is trying to tell wanda to stop because like he's like i know what you're doing you have to stop this uh, and she's like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, and she's like, she's obviously doing some shit, but she's also saying like, she's not doing everything. I can't control everything that's going on here. Uh, and he doesn't kind of believe her because like the whole time she's kind of been manipulating him. And then right when there's some type of breakthrough, the doorbell rings. Uh, and then she goes and she's like, I didn't do that. And like, he's like, I want to believe you, but the... <laughs> The numbers are not in your favor so far. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you've been fucking with me this whole time. Right, yeah. Like, you want um, me to believe you now? Yeah, no, not a chance. So she gets up and walks to the door. Uh, and in shock, she's like looking. And she, she looks kind of confused. <laughs> she's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. But he looks kind of like... Uh, and then Vision walks to the door and is like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Um, yeah, and then it, it comes out, and then she kind of like she says his name with like a question mark, like Pietro, because it looks like at least from when we saw it from behind, it looked like Pietro. And when you see it, it is Pietro, but it's not the Pietro we know, it's the Pietro from or the Quicksilver from the uh X Men universe, um, though, actually, Fox X Men universe, where, where his name was actually Peter in that universe, but. Anyway, um, but people know him as Quicksilver from the Fox universe. So uh, that's the big surprise. Evan Peters has now been recasted in the show, in the sitcom, as her brother. Uh, and then he goes in and gives her a hug and shit and, and asks who the hell's... Uh, who, basically, I guess he doesn't know who Vision is and Vision doesn't know who he is. So it's new introductions, except the only people that know each other. It looks like only Quicksilver knows who Wanda is in this, in this scenario. Um, so that's the big surprise of the day. And we all knew Evan Peters was in it. We just weren't sure exactly who he was. And we thought, to be honest, I'm still not 100% sure who he is, right? We were both, right, we were just talking about that. We don't know for sure that he's actually that Pietro or a Pietro at all, you know? Um, and I have my theories too. Like, like you were saying that you think the missing person that we was looking for is him and i'm like i i don't disagree i think you might be right or at least you're close to right because in my opinion the person that's missing apparently was under witness protection right yep so what witness protection from what so the first thing i think about is maybe mob ties and who has who's known for having mob ties um grim reaper you know what I mean? He had a close connection to the mob. And so if Grim Reaper is there in my head. You know, that's how I'm thinking. So maybe if he's there, why is he there? And he's related to Simon. So what happens if maybe Evan Peters is Simon? You know what I mean? Very possible. 
You know, like the whole time, like maybe that's who he was. Like maybe that's who he's playing. Maybe he's playing Wonder Man, and like that's the role he was given in this new town or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just a theory. <laughs> I mean, look, look. I, I one thing I've learned, and I've just given into it is there's no right answers. There's nothing for us. Joel, me and you have read every single comic that this show is supposed to be based off of. And it has very loosely touched on all of them. Yes. So there yes. is no clear roadmap for what to expect in this show. All right. you can expect is the unexpected. So to right. me, Wonder Man's not out of the realm of possibility. Hell, let's be honest with ourselves, Joel. He could <laughs> be there, Quicksilver. <laughs> we don't yeah. know. We have yeah. no idea. We're that has saying. not been uh, debunked. <laughs> exactly. Me and you are just saying we find it hard to believe we don't think it's that simple it's it, 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 just about to say those exact words that it's that it's that simple right right there's more than <laughs> and that. we both believe that mephisto is behind a lot of it 100 percent. I, 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 I tell you what i've now worked myself into a mindset that i will be pissed if it's not mephisto not mephisto you're like ah, yeah. damn it who the fuck was yeah. it yeah, like who would me, who would it be? Like in my head, like who thing, is it? it's like, not Mephisto, who is it? To me, don't take the most prevalent part of Wanda's life and then take out who is responsible for it. Like, right. come on, like you got a character named Agnes that you refuse to just like come out and say she's Agatha Harkness. I get right. it, it'll be worth the wait. So I'm like, if you do have Agatha Harkness in the show, but the villain the villain's nightmare, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, yeah. Why? It's random. It's random. I mean, Nightmare doesn't make sense. Not really. at all. You know? Like, like, Nightmare makes sense in a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Right. But for this, it needs Unless, to be Mephisto. Yeah. Like, it just makes sense for Mephisto to me. It just, it, it all comes back. Because, look, the demon that played a big part of her history was Kathan. And Kathan, instead of using Kathan, just use the bigger demon in Mephisto and like replace him. You know, like I mean, like know. think about this, Joel. You could say House of M wouldn't have happened if not for Mephisto. Yeah, I mean, more or less. Yeah, that, that's basically it because she went right? nuts. Right? Exactly. So I'm like, you're touching this. This shell is pretty much they call it Wandavision, but it's House of M, right? It's 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 not House of M in the it, sense it, of it's like, a version of House of M. The, right, the, exactly. the, the aesthetic of it. Right. The loose um, yeah, because it's not House of M because there's no Magneto and there's no right. mutant so it's, controlling the world. It's, <laughs> like, it's as loose of an adaptation of that comic as Civil War was. And here's the thing: a lot about about well, especially with House of M, people get confused a lot. House of M is literally her. The mutants are in control of the world because right. of her. Right. Magneto is king and all this extra shit. And she got she she manifested a whole world where the mutants are king or like they're ruling, you know, with right. the help of Xavier's tele- telepathy. This all happened then. And then after all after the fact, <laughs> after it didn't work out, then she said no more mutants. And then it went backwards. And then Xavier, <laughs> Xavier disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Every, it just you know, it brought everyone to like a hundred whatever. Uh, 148, I think, mutants in total, yeah. where there was a, like an undocumented number pr- prior to that. And remember, so, the most important thing: kids weren't weren't able to be born. Like new mutant kids. Yeah, yeah, born. yeah. For a long time, there was no new new mutants until Hope, but that right. that takes that's many years later. Right. Um, 
which starts a whole other war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's the biggest thing I wanted to talk to you about because AJ was was arguing with me when we were doing the live. Um, no, he kept saying Elizabeth Olsen never said that the reveal. Obviously, not this reveal because neither one of us believe this is what she was referring to. But right, right. the reveal would rival Luke Skywalker, and I'm like AJ. When you Google Elizabeth Olsen Skywalker, it's legit every trade saying the well, surprise will rival Luke Skywalker. Well, let's look it up. I said so. Like, fuck in A. Because, look, I can't imagine anything will rival Luke Skywalker. Yo, like, that's nothing what people saying. In, no, because... Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I'm just... Because there was other ones that they, like, compared it to. Luke Skywalker one was fucking shocking, even though that was something we predicted as a possibility, but we just never thought they'd do it. Like, that'll never happen. And then it happened. And that's what made it special. The same thing that happened with The Flash on The Flash. Like, ah, and that'll never happen. And then it happened. And you're like, that's just, like, insane. Those were moments where, like, at the moment, it was insane. You never saw it coming. I can't see anything that makes sense. Because those things made sense (laughs) in the story. I can't see anything that makes sense that can blow my mind like that. But, you know, I I could be wrong. Here's why nothing they can do will rival Luke Skywalker. I would even say there's not much they could do to rival that flash. That flash thing, no one that was saw crazy. That. No one saw that coming. Um, Talk about rule breaking. That changed rules forever. <laughs> ever. And to be honest with you, Joel, we only theorized that the Jedi would be Luke. We didn't right. expect it to be. No, um, that's why it was so shocking. Exactly. Now, the reason why the reveal for WandaVision can't be as big as those two is because, all right, let, let's, let's say, and I use this as an example, because I, I stress to everyone that I don't believe, uh, I, I don't like the multiverse or time travel. I, I say that every episode so people understand, I don't like this shit. But no. let's, let's play along, right? Let's say Ian McKellen, right, comes out of a portal or some shit, right? And, and, and he's talking to Wanda, right? The reason that wouldn't even top it, why? Because me and you, with along with a thousand other people, expect this reveal to be either X-Men or Fantastic Four related or, uh, you know, like a debt. Like, we're expecting these things. So when we see it, it'll be like, oh, that was really cool. It won't be like, oh, what? I never, like, Batman would have to show up in WandaVision for me to have my mind blown. Like, there's no Marvel character that you could place in this show that would blow my mind. That makes well, sense. Of course you can blow my mind. I'll even but, say this, Joel. Even if it doesn't make sense at the time, I can't think of a character that would explode my brain. Because to me, we're expecting the craziest of things because you've mentioned the word multiverse. So yeah. we're expecting crazy. Maybe so it wouldn't catch me off guard. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. If Hugh Jackman shows up, that wouldn't even catch me off guard. No, because you know? fucking uh, uh, why? <laughs> like, well, yes, it, it, the questions would arise, but uh-huh. to me, whatever this reveal is, what hit hard with Luke Skywalker was purely the surprise of it. It mm-hmm. was the idea of, oh my god, they really did this. I didn't see this coming. We've since episode one of Wandavision have been like, mm, I can see. I can see something crazy like like Magneto or something popping up. I can see it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like if you see any of the X-Men, and this is what I was trying to get across in the live video. 
I'm not saying whatever the big reveal is won't be cool, won't be worth it. It just can't live up to Luke Skywalker. So if Elizabeth Olsen said it or a reporter made it up, it does not matter to me. I'm just saying those words should not have been uttered, that it will rival the Luke Skywalker. It will never rival that. Ever. Ever. <laughs> now that CW did what it did, there's nothing in the CW universe or DC that could rival two flashes from the TV world and the movies meeting up. Nothing. You, right. you can't you can't outshock one of the biggest shocks in, in comic book television history. So to me, it's like the shock is out of the door. Star Wars is, is such a rare property that has focused on one particular story for generations that when mm. it does something new, it gives itself opportunities to shock you, right? Yeah. But with Marvel and DC, there's such a roadmap to everything that me and you, we said this before it even started, when they were doing um, Crisis of Infinite Earths. Me and you did think we would see some crazy stuff. Now, did we expect the Lucifer, the Flash cam? No, we didn't expect no, that. Those so are the we biggest expected, ones. Right. We expected some crazy stuff because it's a blending of all the worlds, right? And there was a lot of bullshit rumors saying this person was going to show up, this person's going to show up. <laughs> right. So to me, you know, we, we look at it. Let me just ask this. I'm sorry. I'm 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 just running off here. Do you see it the same way that I do? That you know, it's just really hard to outshock something that was just so awe and shocking. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, I, but that's what made um, this last surprise really good because like we knew Evan Peters was coming. Right. Yeah, that right. was that wasn't shocking, and we knew, we had a, we had an idea that it'd be Quicksilver because even that leaked, you know. Um, even though we're we're very suspicious that that it's not really that Quicksilver, you know what I mean? Right. Some right. people though, there are definitely people that think that's exactly who it is, and I feel sorry for them, but that's fine. Um, the point is, <laughs> um, the point is that's the point that they want us to believe that. That's how he even they look when you watch it like with the, with the what's it called the. Damn it, the words at the bottom the caption. Oh, yes, yes. You know, like for people that can't hear or whatever, mm -hmm. he's described as the Quicksilver from the X Men movies because they want you to be shocked. <laughs> That's the point. That's why he's described. Yes, you, there's a reason you're supposed to recognize him. And if you don't recognize him, then you never watch the X Men movies. <laughs> right. And I, I did a little bit of uh, conspiracy theory here, uh, or not conspiracy theory, but Tin Hat. Um, okay. when tin you tinfoil when you freeze frame uh Wanda opening the door, the mirror behind her, like when yes. Silver, like when he appears in the door, the mirror behind her shows mm -hmm. a shadowy figure. It shows yeah. the back of her head and then a shadowy figure. It doesn't like show him. Right, exactly. It doesn't show him exactly. And when I was saying it in the live, it kind of felt like everyone was like, Yeah, okay, but I'm like, no. If you look at it, it's not him. And last mirror I walked past showed my reflection. Like it didn't, mm -hmm. it didn't show a shadowy figure of myself. So I'm like, right. you know, there's more to this. And, and look, let, let's let's say this, Joel. So we're not coming off snobbish, right? If you do believe that he is your MCU, like he is re, he's been recasted as your MCU Quicksilver. They said it too. <laughs> said what? 
They said she like Darcy oh, said. Oh yeah, she recast. She right. recast Pietro. Right. <laughs> so if you do believe that, let's for the sake of argument, right? If you do believe that, I will allow you to believe it purely because this show has been so insane. Yeah, really. I don't know what <laughs> to expect. Could he be the new Quicksilver? Of course, yes. Mm-hmm. I was reading the interview from the showrunner saying how he was dying to do this because he's a huge Marvel fan. So I mm-hmm. do believe that you could sign on a guy who would be willing to be the Quicksilver for the next decade, right? Right. But realistically, it kind of just don't add up. Right. <laughs> In an episode where you're kind of talking about conjuring, making things up, making mm. things how you want them to be, the most important person to you pops up. That kind of sounds like it's, you know, not really, um, not really uh, one thing. It's something else. But again, I can't tell someone they're wrong because we don't know, you know? Yeah, that's really the issue there. I can't tell you you're wrong because I yeah. I, I, I could be wrong. <laughs> exactly. Like, like I said. Yeah, I'm just looking at that mirror scene now. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely, uh, it is him. It's like his shoulder, it's him. But there's definitely like an arm. It looks like there there's is. an arm on his shoulder. It's there really is, and it weird. looks like it's reaching. It's reaching out towards Wanda. Is what it's the like, arm looks like. It looks like it's pushing him through the door, or like it's like leaning, leading him in. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, I'm. I'm just really glad you saw that. Also, it's ghoulish. <laughs> Very ghoulish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I keep saying this to everyone who's kind of like, if I didn't read the comics, am I going to be so confused watching this? Yes, no play. <laughs> I'm like, no. we've read the comics and we still have no idea what's going on. This is the first time. No, yeah, you don't need to read maybe, the comics since maybe Crisis on Infinite Earth, right? <laughs> that I could for sure say, me and you can't even lean on comic book knowledge outside of the Easter eggs. Like, the Easter eggs are the only thing that are attributing to the comic books that we read. This story is not the story of any of the comic books. Like, it's a blend of everything. So there's no direct roadmap for what to expect in this show, which is why I've been, That's this is why I said I don't want to know any spoilers. I don't want to hear none of it because I've been enjoying this ride. I like not knowing. You know, I will never, like, I will never feel as great as I did seeing the end of Iron Man because I had no idea that Fury would be at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. There will never be a better feeling than that. I didn't know Thanos is at the end of Avengers. There will never be a better uh, feeling than that. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like, I like that. And we're in a business where we're supposed to know everything, right? So if there's a chance I could know nothing, I'm taking it. <laughs> so I'm like, I know people part of the live are like, yeah, I heard you. I'm like, don't say anything. I don't want to hear it. Keep it to yourself. Talk to somebody else about it. <laughs> I want to know nothing. I'm enjoying it. I really am. And I'm like, we're on episode six. There's only three more episodes. I get yeah. three more episodes. Be, be patient. <laughs> yeah, like, really. I'm like, and if we're being honest, Joel, the big payoff will probably come more so episode seven or eight. Because episode nine will probably be the fallout, like the big battle and the fallout of everything. Right. Um, so you'll probably know more heading into seven and eight. Uh, but apparently, from what I'm hearing, episode six is the Halloween episode. Um, Down. So if it is, I'm really curious to see how she comes about giving them their costumes. Like, how does the yes. that come? Um, and 
was Evan Peters just for that moment, or will we see the fallout of that from this from this next episode? You know. Yeah, I heard he's in the next episode. Yes. Oh, perfect and perfect, great. Uh, he did give me some Uncle Jesse vibes for sure. He definitely did, but that was the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, I-, I did say this. It'll be a huge missed opportunity if one of her kids during next week's episode, like when she says, "Like, hey, pick that up." One of them has to say, you got it, dude. Or it's just a colossal <laughs> waste. <laughs> I need to hear that. Um, but all right, do we have anything else for WandaVision? I think that's everything. Uh, we're just waiting for episode six. <laughs> Patiently waiting, my friend. Pa- you know what's crazy? I woke. Yeah. I took a nap, right? Uh, and I okay. woke up at like 8.30. Uh, 8.30 tonight. And I'm like... I immediately went to Fox because for some strange reason, Joel, I thought it was Friday. <laughs> so, oh. so I'm like, oh my God, I'm missing SmackDown. Let me see what SmackDown is. And I'm going to watch think it's Friday. It's fucking. It's Monday. Like yesterday yeah. was Sunday. And yeah. I today was Friday. That's I, crazy. I was like, oh my God, I got so much stuff to watch. What the freak? Let me get up. And then I realized like, oh no, it's, it's Monday. <laughs> we're it's very much um but all right yeah we're, we're looking forward to episode six of wandavision let's go on to uh wrestling um royal rumble was that a uh colossal disappointment for you or did you enjoy it no i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot actually uh i would have been disappointed if randy won so i was very happy randy did not wait why does this sound familiar did we talk about this before i think so <laughs> okay all right let's let's move past this thing because i think we did um so, yes we don't need to talk wrestling then let's <laughs> let's move on I that was the last paper said that i was like we talked about this because well, that's not so familiar <laughs> he expressed yeah. it a lot my my mind is gone man thought today was friday completely was going to be <laughs> last week friday apparently goodness gracious anyway <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, do we have any small Marvel or DC news that we want to we wanna um talk about before we head out? It was a big rumor that dropped today. You want to talk about that? Yeah, what's the rumor? Yeah. Uh, Craven. Oh, yes, 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 because we were talking about that and uh, we were texting each other. Yes, um, yeah, man. I told you, I told you this last not last year, the year before. Um, if Sony is smart, that's what they should keep doing, keep going after big names. Because big names will make your movies better, even if they're not good. Tom mm-hmm. Hardy, single-handedly, besides a few Easter eggs that I, I fell in love with, was the only reason <laughs> Venom was watchable, in my opinion. Right, um, no, that's okay. So to me, it's like, keep shooting for the stars, man. Like, I tell you this, you put Keanu Reeves as Craven, right? Let's mm-hmm. say the movie is barely watchable. Right, like it's not the Craven, you know, we wanted. It's not the Craven story that they should have gone with. But Keanu Reeves is, is like trashing dudes as Craven. We would be entertained enough to go. Yeah, I'm still figuring out what the fuck that movie is about. Like, who's he right. hunting? Animals or like people? Like, um, it's again, I, it's I, I, I creating another villain that needs Spider Man that they're just like, ah, we could do it without him. But though, I mean, yeah, that's very true. Even though uh, Craven did, and and the cartoon, I don't remember in the comic book specifically. I know, I know, at one point Craven was a good guy. Uh, he was. Towards, during the end of that series, he well, helped. Um, 
What do you, he helped get Morbius, I believe. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I know I'm going to piss you off by saying this, but it's the feeling I had when they first said they were doing a Craven movie. I want the story we got teed up in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Which one's that? White uh... Tiger. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> they don't have the rights to that character, so that's too bad for them. Wait, they don't have the rights to White Tiger? Uh, Not, not Sony. Oh, 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 Marvel would definitely let them use that. I, I, I don't know who, what other Marvel character you can use that yeah. is really good hand-to-hand that realistically would be in a Craven world. Neither. That's why I'm not really tr- interested. <laughs> Make people well, up. I-, I mean, look, you bring Keanu Reeves in, I'll get interested. Um, yeah, I'm very curious. Like, Keanu Reeves is great. Can't wait to see the, for the artwork to pop out. If that work, if if he if he because apparently the, the, the rumor is that he's he's been offered the role, he can easily just say, "I'm good, thank you," which he's probably done in the past with other roles. But you know what? I don't know though that he will. This is what I'm really curious. I'm really curious. I heard a rumor that he had maybe it's not a rumor, maybe it's recorded. Careful how you say that. <laughs> that he had, um, you know, he and Feige had, had a lot of conversations. Yes. So my question is. Is it what? Because to me, you don't take Craven if Kevin Feige offered you something, right? Like it just logically, it just doesn't make sense. You don't go with the it could be and miss out on the sure thing, right? So I'm mm-hmm. curious if there's any credence to that that uh, that rumor. Um, there's no way he takes this role as Craven if he's spoken to Kevin Feige about anyone in the MCU, right? right? Right. Um, um, yeah, I don't I really don't know what to, I don't know how to feel if he got it. Like I was upset when Tom Hardy got Venom because I, I love Venom, but like I didn't, I wanted to waste, I don't want to waste Tom Hardy on Venom. That's how I looked at it. Do you That's, still see it the same way? Yes. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I love Tom Hardy. <laughs> no, I mean, you um, still see him as Venom as a waste. Yes, because I think he could have been used for a better character. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, Keanu's, and he's older now, so I'm not that upset, but still, like, Craven. <laughs> it's almost like, look, they got Jake Gyllenhaal for fucking Mysterios. Who am I talking about? They got Michael Keaton for Vulture, so I mean, right? Like for real, they got big fucking guns for these these Sony villains are like serious. (laughs) I tell you right now, Joel, when I heard they were using Vulture, I had John Malkovich in my head, and I couldn't see anybody else. Right? Well, I think he was originally casted for Vulture. At least he was supposed to be. That's what I thought. So it was always in my head, and he looks just like like when you. When you picture what you look like in the comics, then look at John Malkovich. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Old and bald. Right. So when they said Michael Keaton, I was like, huh? Why? Yeah, because you don't, you don't think it. No. When you hear it. No. Here's why. I didn't think they would go tech. So I'm thinking more so, you know, obviously a little bit more advanced, but it would be the, the custom look of what vultures always look like, right? So I'm like, John Malkovich could totally pull that off. I'm like, Michael Keaton can't pull that off. But then when you start getting the, the information of stealing tech from the Chitari and Stark and blah, 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 you're like, oh, okay. So you're not going for the actual look of Vulture. You're changing it. Okay, then it makes sense. 
Um, so, I mean, I don't know. To me, Keanu Reeves is a guy that I originally, um, I originally wanted for, uh, wow, I was about to say Johnny Stone. That's not what I meant. Johnny Blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I couldn't get that out of my head. So I'm like, Craven? What? I barely was on board with Joel Kinnaman being Craven. Let yeah. alone Keanu Reeves. I'm like, it's just not a character I think you need to cast that high for. <laughs> like, But they do if they want to make a movie. For sure. And I get that. And I really do. I really, really, really do. But this, like, if you can't get Keanu Reeves, even if if you can get Keanu Reeves, (laughs) this movie is still a hard sell for your main audience. This is a hard sell for us. Even if you can get Keanu Reeves. It's much easier to sell when you have Keanu Reeves on the other side. It is. It is. You know, people get got excited when they heard this. Like, oh shit, for real! I'll watch it now. They care. No one gave a shit about a Craven movie, and then you said Keanu Reeves is gonna be Craven. <gasps> no. Yeah, those people sound like people that are more so interested in Keanu Reeves than they are the character. That's why they did it. Oh, that's why they want it to happen. Because I'm like, the first question I know that popped in me in your head was, "All right, cool," but that doesn't enhance your story by giving me Keanu Reeves. Like. What the yeah. hell's the movie gonna be about? <laughs> yeah, I still don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't really want to see Craven by himself. I want to see him. Either. I have no if interest. you better be in this new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> that's that's what I would hope, right? Like, that's where the fr- that's the first time we would see him. So maybe his his uh, conversation with Feige was was a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Was about possibly being you know introduced in the MCU and then go on to have his own movie in uh, with Sony. Um, very possible highly unlikely because he's filming Matrix and then John Wick. So he clearly won't be on the set of Spider-Man anytime soon. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't really care anymore. We gave we gave this way way too much time. It's just um, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um I love the merchandise for Dark Side that we just got. Mm-hmm. Um I also do love seeing I know a lot of people are like call Peter now but I love seeing Stephen Wolf murder horses. I don't know about you, but that whole scene right there looked pretty dope. I'm calling Peter. Call her. <laughs> call her. Call call Peter, Peter, whoever you need to call. I will still tell them that I love that scene. Um, because it just adds a more it adds more to that character of like how dope um and how strong he really is. Uh, but my biggest question is what is Zach's like infatuation with the destruction of Amazon women like he really liked that that was one of my favorite scenes in the theatrical cut so if it's a bloodier version of that I'm excited (laughs) no I I, I am too are you looking forward to this new trailer yeah more so than all these little clips that people are like getting boners over I, I don't get that but I definitely want the trailer well here's my biggest issue with people getting excited over the clips this movie will not drastically be that much different than the theatrical version. So it's like, know. you think it already, it, looks, it already looks different. No, I mean, drastically as far as I, I think there's maybe, well, obviously this is like a four hour goddamn movie. Right. It's a four hour movie. Um, <laughs> it's a, this is okay, crazy. Yeah. Never mind. Cause that was Justice League was only two hours and half, if not majority, or I'd say maybe 75% of that was Josh Whedon. Um, so yeah, maybe it will be. All right. So I, I eat the crow on that, but, um, I don't know, man, I, I look at this, I'm excited for it just for, um, 
to see what his vision originally was, and then I immediately never want to hear about this again. Um, <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> like, I swear that's my mindset. Uh, and then hearing Zack Snyder defend his very much toxic fan base going, uh, we're not toxic. Uh, toxic people wouldn't raise raise money for uh for suicide yeah. prevention. I'm there, like, there, there are good people on that side, but you know, not all of them are fucking good people. Joel, <laughs> I've legit seen the most corrupt business people donate money. That's like the easiest thing to do in life is to donate money. Yeah. So I'm like, again, I'm not saying these people are bad people, but they are toxic. This movie being made wasn't made off of off of tears and joy and happiness it was made off of people saying we had the superior director he is the god's gift to dc and we want more that's what got this this crap made it was just a bunch of people that thought like that like me and you we have no problem with Zack snyder we were fine with what he did we were fine with him leaving right yeah those people are like dc doesn't make another movie till, till Zack snyder comes back well that's, that's why that that's the problem, man. Like my my thing, it, he doesn't see the toxic side really because they're you know they're, they're too busy sucking his dick. So like they don't, <laughs> he doesn't get to see. They block that off. You know they they don't show. He can't see it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He cannot do anything wrong in their eyes. So and they the can't do anything wrong in his eyes. And I'm just because like, of it, you know. Toxic. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, like they—they're not all of them are bad. I'm not saying they aren't, you know. And then, but there are some really nasty people out there that just they that worship the ground he walks on, which is unhealthy in its own right. But like, and like, if you're one of those people, chill. <laughs> like, like it's like I get it. You like them, but like you gotta relax. Like, there's some people that just they go too far, you know. Uh, and then the, the, you can't you can like something and not shit on the other thing. That's another thing. And you know what? I it all comes and I look. I've been saying this for a while. This all stems from all the negativity that fucking BBS got. Yeah, all of it. This all stems from the the, the amount of negativity came from because that movie wasn't great. But come on, it wasn't the shit that a lot of people gave. You know that it gets. And I think a lot of people turned on just it, it went from all the shit that they got and then they, they 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 took it and it turned into this and now you got some of them became toxic some became passionate you know and it became a coalition and it grew and it grew and then it became like this cult <laughs> thing uh and that's what happens when you have such a cult following they'll just turn on you you know what i mean because like they've been they had to deal with all that look and look it was a bad look, look you were there. You were around during that time. It was a really bad couple months after BBS, to be, especially to be a DC fan. It was really hard. Everybody was shitting on you. Everybody. You're my witness. You saw my Facebook status. Uh, this is before I knew you, but you saw my Facebook status of me saying, BBS will be way better than Civil War. I was riding so hard for that movie. Right. Um, and, you know, it... it like to me, I still think it's 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 up there. It's up there when I think of visual masterpieces. It's up there. It's a beautifully yeah. shot movie for sure. Yeah. Especially uh, like the director's cut, like the Dalton edition is definitely a hundred. Especially the first two acts is like really good, actually. You know, beautiful. Uh, the casting was great. Uh, we got our yeah. future Wonder Woman from that. 
Uh, we still yeah, have most of our Pattinson. actors. Yeah. So I see Robert Pattinson. We had our best Batman. But, um, so to me, it's like there's a lot to be thankful for of Zach and of what that movie did. Um, but I won't ever argue with someone that says it's an inconsistent story that that just kind of does too much. I get yeah. it. I, I do understand. I just I just watched it last week, you know, and like I, I I look, I don't like it as much as I liked it the first time, and I watched that motherfucker three times in theaters. You understand? Like I get it. Like I, I, I enjoyed it and I defended it a lot, a lot. But the problem was it got to the point where these people <laughs> turned it into like this God tier movie. And it, that's just not what it is. And then, it's not. and it made me look at it differently. Cause I'm like, well, I, I like it, but it's not that good. Like, let's, be, I, let's be real. <laughs> like, I, I say this, I say this to defend this movie. This is the biggest defense I have for that movie. Everyone always says it was doing too much, right? Like, it was just doing too much. It was introducing people. It was trying to force a story. But here's <laughs> the funny thing, Joel. A movie came out the same year that did the same thing, just better. Exactly. But that's the point. It did it better. No, but my thing is, just say they didn't do it well. Don't say yeah. that it was overcrowded. It was doing too much. Yeah, no. Just more didn't do it well. Yeah five different storylines in a movie that was only supposed to be about Captain America. No, like if you change all these certain aspects <laughs> of BBS, it's it's a better movie, especially exactly. the ending of it. Just exactly. certain things. So to me, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's it's a bit inconsistent. I give you that. I, I for sure give you that. But yeah. there's just so it's many parts about that movie that people see on the Marvel side and ignore because they're good. But then shit on DC and it's like, they're doing the same thing one just has a track record of doing it better you know but to me it's when you kill these movies that puts dc in this dungeon that puts them in a money mode and that's the worst thing to do with comic book movies you can't only be interested in making money you'll produce really dumb horrible movies the passion has to be there and there's one thing i give zach he's very passionate about these movies man and you get that he was willing to murder Superman in your second time seeing him. If yeah. That is not yeah. right to growing the story of Superman almost immediately. Then yeah. I don't know what it is like. That'd be like if, if Kevin Feige was like, man, you guys love that first Iron Man movie, right? Yeah, we loved it, Kevin. All right, dope. He dies in Iron Man too. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some progression to do with that guy. We're not thinking long term. We're thinking three or uh, three movie arc here. Yeah, no, five movies, movie, five movie arc. <laughs> but um, speaking like, of BBS, BBS, let's talk a, a little bit of Justice League before we get out of here. Um, Henry mm-hmm. Lennox says that he wore a mocap suit for Martian Manhunter, but isn't sure how he will look. "Quote: I don't know what the body is going to look like and all that, but I'm thrilled to see it." That guy is probably in good shape. Um, so that leads me to believe that there's a little bit more to seeing Martian Manhunter than just the one little scene that. Which is good. I can't wait. That's one of the most. That's one of the things I'm most excited for. Awesome. I cannot wait to see the Martian Manhunter. My God. <laughs> yeah, and we know Joel from our history that it's a character that they've they've almost swore off over there. Um, some people putting in movies, right? <laughs> um, I mean, hell, can we be honest? To a degree, they swore it off on television. We see him in Martian form yeah. rarely. 
But he was in it. You know? <laughs> but he was in it. He was in it. The fact um, that we got Martian Manhunter in the movies now and, of course, on TV. I mean, that's a lot of Martian Manhunter. More I than Green Lantern we're getting, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it, though. I, I would not mind if they spun off and did a Martian Manhunter show. It would it would add a lot more to that character. That I, I, would, I If he's good, I want to definitely see more, of course. Yeah, for sure. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, when Supergirl ends. Oh, 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 Martian Manhunter show. Oh, yeah. um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm fine with that if they want to do it. I mean, but I, I definitely like want to see more Martian. <laughs> that, but that's what I'm saying. If you're not upping the budget with teaming with HBO Max, I think we will get it. You know, I think we will get a better looking Martian Manhunter. I wonder if he transitions over to Super Superman or he just stays in National City. I guess you know he must. He might as well just stay in National City because I, I really think Supergirl's going to the future. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, the hero right. there. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, no, we're we're both excited for Henry Lennox. I'm a huge Henry Lennox fan. I I'm obsessed with the Blacklist, so I love everything Henry Lennox does. Um, any other big stories we we missed? Mm, let's see. I don't think so. Uh, let me double triple check. Um, not really. I think they got most of it, if not all of it, that I give a shit about at least. Um, yeah, that I feel like is big. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because everything else has been pretty, you know, right there. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I don't see anything. I retweet a lot of basketball, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Joel. Um, that's really it to me. I don't see nothing, buddy. Uh, I think I might rewatch. I might do an X Men marathon after I'm done with my DC one. Considering you know DC one's not that long anyway. Yeah, I'm actually about to do a Star Wars, the Clone Wars one, because even though they haven't said it, I assume the Bad Batch is supposed to drop next month. Um, um, I find it hard to believe it, they're, they're pushing it. And I'm really curious why we got a full-length trailer and a date of 2021 and then heard nothing else about it. Like, where the fuck is my Bad Batch? It's clearly done. So where is it? Yeah. <laughs> um so I want to rewatch Clone Wars to lead up to that. Um, but uh, I'll actually send you my info for it. I got Peacock again, so I'm going to do a Harry Potter rewatch. Oh, oh here's an, a, an interesting thing. What we got? Uh, got Peacock? I got to get Peacock because WWE is going to be on Peacock. So. Yeah, I, I already got it. I'll just uh, text me afterwards and I'll send it. All right. Um, the, the Peacemaker show added Judo Master. Very interesting to me, at least. I'm not that familiar with the uh, the I know you knew you don't know either of them, but like Peacemaker is going to be in Suicide Squad. (laughs) That's no, no. (laughs) yes, that I know. I met the um, the character you were saying is going to be in the the Peacemaker show. I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah, Charles, it's a Charlton character, like, like, like Peacemaker. Um, oh, I did see someone say to James Gunn that um, it seems like he's getting all those characters into into the world of DC. Like they, he's bringing them to life. Like as many of those characters. Well, those are the obscure ones, because like obviously, 
ones like uh, The Question and, and Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, those are the more popular ones. Uh, and then like cross to see those guys. Huh? I said my fingers are crossed one day to see those guys. Yeah, me too. So, but those are the more the ones that really kind of made it big. And then you got characters like Nightshade, who became more like a villain. And then you got like uh, Peacemaker, who kind of just fell to the wayside. And uh, like there's a character in Thunderbolt or whatever the fuck. Another character is kind of like bleh. Judo Master, another one, just one of those obscure characters that didn't get a lot of love. So. Um, but I think Judo Master and Peacemaker will both be in Suicide Squad, the comic book, because I have a picture of like the what comes after Future State, which is called the Infinite Frontier, mm-hmm. and the Justice League artwork has uh, the picture of the next Suicide Squad, and I can't make out everybody, and that which is rare for me, <laughs> but I can get almost all of them. It looks like it's Amanda Waller, Peacemaker, Bloodsport. Well good because they're both in the fucking movie uh i also recognize it looks like that's nightshade judo master and i was just talking about them uh it looks like talon it looks like rick flag it looks like Superboy connor kent which is odd i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) two other characters i don't recognize and that bothers me and it's killing me as we speak i don't know who they are but i want to know but i might know that might hint at other characters that might show up in the Suicide Squad movie. So we'll see. Oh, we got um we got a um a clarification on what completely threw both me and you off, which is the trailer to the animated um Justice League. I think was it uh shit. Was it Justice League movie, uh, animated movie that just uh dropped its trailer? What? I can't remember the name of it, but it cleared up the the confusion of society oh, world war ii yes one. it remember oh. it confused us on having yeah. two voices for flash yes that's, i was very very confused I'm like what the fuck are you talking about i'm still confused on why you needed to enter a, a future barry in yeah. Yeah. yeah um I'm, i yeah i don't know why too i guess that's like uh they're doing what they did what to me with Batman and Justice League Dark. And, oh, here's a character you do know, and here are characters you don't know. Even though Wonder Woman did it, so but whatever. Um, to me, that's and I, I'm very excited for this movie because you know I'm a big fan of the Justice Society, especially the older ones, the old school ones. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like um, they're gonna I, look the. The fact that they're introducing a Justice, a Justice Society animated movie means obviously we're going to get more Justice Society uh, going forward, as we talked about last year, because just uh, the young Justice Society is coming to Stargirl. We're going to get a version of Justice Society in Black Adam. So expect more Justice Society in your life <laughs> going forward. Um, so, yeah, I definitely keep keeping an eye out for this movie. I'm very excited. Yeah, I I like the I like the trailer. I just it, to me, I, it's kind of that weird variable. It's like this movie should be a focus on uh, the Justice League society and, and getting them more popular. Um, and the more the more relevant characters you add in there, the more it takes away the focus of it. Um, it's why I like Star Girl because I didn't know any of those characters. Well, I, that's not true. I didn't know some of those characters. Before mm-hmm. watching this show, um, and I, I was, go ahead. 
No, I was just saying that 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 was what made me more excited for Stargirl was that, that I knew they were coming and they were going to be in it. So I was very excited to see them. They they gave me more than I even expected. So very happy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I remember I tell everyone this story all the time, Joel. I'm like, I love season one of Stargirl so much. You know how much of a fan I was of season one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also remember that when we were at the panel introducing this show, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I, was, I was so uninterested and so ready to go talk to the Titans. And I remember you being like, no, Juwan, like, this is really dope. And I was just like, I don't fucking care. Like, and then fast forward, the show comes out, and I'm just like, damn, I wish I listened more. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like now I'm just like, damn, I want nothing but information from Jeff Johns about this show. Um, yeah. yeah, we got to hear Jeff Johns talk about it in person, which is pretty cool. Directly. Directly. Yeah. We were right there. We and were. I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> and now and then he shows up a couple minutes later at the Titans thing. You're like, oh, you're the one that made us late. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, damn you. <laughs> damn you and Stargirl for making us late. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's all we got for, for this week. Uh, we need the Knicks yeah. to, to win big tomorrow. Uh, oh, we also need to keep our eyes on the Knicks, uh, according to Ian Begley, within the next, you know, few weeks, up, uh, uh, fe- next few weeks to a month, uh, as far as trades. Um, he's not really speculating like home run hits, but he's just speculating we can move some more pieces. Um, you know, the free yeah. minutes for certain guys. For um, sure. So, you know, that's all we're looking forward to. It's officially the off season for the NFL. Me and you have been waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm I've been paying attention to this quarterback carousel. Apparently, Derek Carr is on the trading block, Carson Wentz is on the trading block. Um, yeah. so those are guys I'm looking at, but apparently New England's not interested in either one. Um, shocking, Joel. I mean, for a team that has no quarterback, they're sure watching a bunch of them go by. Um, So it it legit feels like they just dropped a hype video for next season for New England, and Cam Newton's in it. So I'm like, oh fuck, are we bringing him back? Like Cam, (laughs) you guys not get enough of each other this year? So apparently they didn't. Apparently it's a match made in heaven, I guess. But anyway, um, that's all we got for you guys this week. There's a lot hopefully dropping uh, within this next week or two. Uh, So me and Joel will have a lot more to break down. But as for now, that's all we got for you guys. Um, Oh, last thing I want to ask you. You think your girl Io Shirai is going to make it out of this triple threat? Uh, Who's in it? Um, Tony Storm, my wife, and some other brolic chick. I can't remember her name. She's like really, really buff. She came from UFC, I think, or mixed martial arts. Talking about Rachel? No, no, I, I love. No, I love, I love Rachel. She's, she's one of my. She's easily creeping up for me. I'm talking about the. Did you see NXT last week? Not yet. Probably watch it tonight, tomorrow, or tonight, okay. maybe tonight. All right. Well, then I won't say anything. When you watch it, you'll see who's in, who's, uh, who's the final member of the the triple threat. Um. So you'll you'll see it when you watch it. But um, yeah. I don't I don't know, man. I see Io Shirai. Uh, you know, retaining it. Uh, that's one title that Triple H doesn't move all that often. Is the uh women's, women's title. Well, they're having their well, they're having the tournament. They're having the Dusty Classic right now. But yeah. 
Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, I look forward to seeing if Triple H gives the uh, because technically, the um, the women's championship is multi-branded. They don't ever go to NXT. Yeah, the women's tag team champions. Right. Yeah, it's multi-branded. It's multi-branded. Like when Sasha and Bailey were were champions, they went to NXT. But Nia and Shayna have never stepped foot there. And I'm like, they actually haven't stepped foot on SmackDown either. I'm like, what is this just a raw title? Like, okay, we don't need to get into this, but Vince (laughs) pisses me off. Um, Vince is why I just focus on NXT. (laughs) Like, what he's doing. That's all I can, that's all I have time for. Pay per views and NXT is only WWE. Oh, and sometimes I watch NXT UK. Oh, yeah, I love NXT UK. I can't wait for the day Walter drops that belt. I'm getting sick of seeing that guy. That is annoying already. <laughs> I'm like, his after 100 days, I was like, I am kind of had my fill. This is not Yeah, I get it. We get it. He's unstoppable. Now take yeah. it off. Yeah, now <laughs> get it away from him. Um, yeah. It like, will be a big deal when it happens, though, at least. <laughs> it'll be huge, especially for whoever they give it to. I like that other Russian dude. Uh, not other. I like that Russian dude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love it. That kid has heart. Um, I tell you what, I couldn't take a Walter slap to my chest. I, I'd probably die. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, that's all we got, guys. Me and Joel will see you guys next week. Joel, I will text you right after this. But um, that's all we got, guys, on an all new episode of Must Do About Nothing. We will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace.